President Volodymyr Zelensky accused the UN of inaction on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's where we're starting today's show. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Thursday, September 21st. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. The Ukrainian president spoke at a special UN Security Council session yesterday. He was critical of the council's ability to defend the sovereignty of nations. He said that he wants the Security Council to remove Russia's veto power, which has stopped further action against Russia's invasion. He also wants more financial support for Ukraine. He'll be in Washington today, and he's expected to push lawmakers for billions more in aid. The Biden administration will extend legal status to 470,000 Venezuelans. That's our second story. The administration announced this move yesterday. It'll offer temporary protected status to Venezuelan migrants that enter the U.S. by July 31st. This will shield them from deportation. It's happening now because more than 6 million Venezuelans have left their country during the last decade of political and economic turmoil. About 500,000 have been taken into custody at the U.S. border since 2021. This has been the largest Venezuelan migration wave in U.S. history, and it's put a strain on shelter capacity at the border and in northern U.S. cities. The move to extend legal status will expedite migrants' ability to obtain U.S. work permits and support themselves. At number three. On this vote, the yeas are 83 and the nays are 11, and the nomination is confirmed. Yesterday, the Senate confirmed Air Force General Charles Q. Brown Jr. as the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Brown now holds the Pentagon's most prestigious post. He was nominated by President Biden in May. This marks the first time that the Pentagon's top two positions are held by Black Americans. Brown spoke at his confirmation yesterday. I commit to provide the President and the Secretary of Defense my military advice, informed by the Joint Chiefs and our military leaders. This confirmation happened despite a months-long blockade from Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. He stalled military promotions since February over a Defense Department abortion policy. About 300 other senior officers have yet to be promoted. But the Senate got this promotion through after Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer used a procedural step to bypass the blockade. Brown has said Tuberville's blockade could have a far-reaching impact across the armed forces, affecting troops and their families and harming national security. If you're looking for COVID tests, then number four is for you. The federal government will once again provide free rapid tests. The Biden administration announced the move yesterday. It plans to revive its program to mail free tests to Americans beginning September 25th. It comes after a recent uptick in cases in the U.S. You can request four free tests per household at covidtests.gov. Officials said the tests can detect the latest variants and can be used through the end of the year. Wildfire smoke has rolled back two decades of air quality gains. That's our fifth story. 
This comes to us from a new study. It found that smoke has slowed or reversed improvements to air quality in most of the country. In Oregon and Nevada, wildfire smoke has completely erased air quality gains since 2000. Other Western states like Colorado, Montana, and Wyoming have lost 50% or more of their progress. Wildfire smoke is harmful to human health and harder to regulate than other types of pollution. But in a new push to fight climate change, which worsens wildfires, President Biden announced a new climate core yesterday. The program will train thousands of young people to learn skills to combat climate change, like installing solar panels and restoring coastal wetlands. At number six, some famous authors, including George R.R. Martin, are accusing ChatGPT's maker of systemic theft on a mass scale. The Game of Thrones writer Jody Picot, Jonathan Franzen, and other notable authors are suing OpenAI over its use of their work to train its language models. The lawsuit was filed this week. It comes as a growing movement of artists and authors are suing tech companies for training AI on their work without credit or payment. Critics of AI say that they're using pirated versions of books found online, but the tech companies say their use of data scraped from the internet to train AI is legal. And at number seven, Bob Ross's first TV painting is on sale for $9.8 million. I think each of us, sometime during our life, has wanted to paint a picture. I think there's an artist hid in the bottom of every single one of us. And here we will try to show you how to bring that artist out, to put it on canvas, because you too can paint almighty pictures. That's Ross in the first episode of The Joy of Painting in 1983. The painting is called A Walk in the Woods. He created it in 27 minutes. It shows a path leading from blue waters to a forest of lovely yellow trees. It's been on display for nearly 40 years at the house of a PBS station volunteer who bought it at an auction in 1983. We don't know how much she originally bought it for, but it likely cost less than $100. Bob Ross's fame has continued to grow in the streaming era. As millions more people fall in love, with the joy of painting. That's the show for today. Don't forget that we also have a newsletter. You can have the seven morning briefing delivered to your inbox early every weekday morning. All you have to do is subscribe. And that's where you'll see what that Bob Ross painting actually looks like. Hit the link in our show notes to sign up. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow.